We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rob Dawson here. I got Jeff Goodman with me. Hell no. John Fink. Are we still live? Bill 68 till I die. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out. Randolph Children. DJ Khaled, you know the big DJ Khaled guy? Hands brought up and in. Goodman needs to be fired all the time. Josh Tasker. You're going to beat people straight up. You know the deal. Drink responsibly tonight. I'll be drinking with you. Jarrell McNeil. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. This is Field of 68. After that. Welcome to the Thursday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live here in Eleanor R. Baldwin Arena, live in Boca Raton for day one of the Field of 68 tip-off. FAU. Eleanor R. Liberty. Did yeah. you know that? I did know that. All right. I did know that. Some, sure. some of us have, have been here before. Eleanor R. Yeah, Eleanor R. It's I hard. just call it Baldwin. That's, that's actually really hard to say. <laughs> well, R. It's not the easiest thing in the world to especially say. Especially after you've had I'm, eight beers like I'm you have. Glad, I'm glad that I practiced it, got a couple of reps in, hit a couple jump shots earlier. Listen, we just watched uh, number 13 FAU beat up on a very good Liberty team, 83-58 to 58 here. Um, we're going to break down everything that happened today in this game. We're going to break down everything that's going to happen in this building over the course of the next two days here on the field of 68 After Dark. My name is Rob Doster. I got Chris Mack. I got Matt McCall. We're stuck with Jeff Goodman. For the people that are watching at home, we currently have a bet. If Goodman moves the desk more than four and a half times during the show, he is buying – all of the beers tonight after the show is over. That we go for more? Listen, I don't think I agreed to tonight. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> All right, so let's start with this. McCall, I'm going to you first on this one. Uh, you know FAU as well as anybody. We just saw him beat a good Liberty team by 25 tonight, coming off of uh, a run through the ESPN Events Invitational where they looked really, really good, coming off of a loss in this very same building to Bryant not two weeks ago. What changed? Well, I think one, when you're dealing with expectations, that's a very, very difficult thing to deal with in sports, okay? And this team had all of them coming into this season. And I think a lot of times when you're dealing with those expectations at times, it can be paralyzing for a player to go out there and be able to play loose, play with freedom, cut it loose, and go out there and have fun playing the game because you're, man, everyone's coming for us. Everyone's gunning for us. and. You know, Elijah Martin wasn't healthy. That's he, what changed. He, he missed yeah. two months of practice. So trying to get him into a rhythm. And then, man, they went up to Orlando and they got back to who they are. Mm-hmm. A team that is electric in transition. They cut it loose. They've got four guys on the floor at all times that can handle, create, and make plays. They have shooting. And they've got two really, really good front court players in Vlad Golden and Rosado. They just got back to who they are, and Elijah Martin has found his stride, and he's back healthy, and he's playing like one of the best guards in the country. Yeah, Mac, this is the first time that you've seen this yeah. group in person. You've watched them on film. What what was the difference seeing them live, up close, and personal? What were your impressions of them? Number one, I, I mean, just their their size and the, and the perimeter. Um, you know, the other thing that really stuck out to me was like they just got so many guys. You know, I think a lot of really good teams are relying on two or three special players, and if those guys have off nights, then, then you know, the team can struggle. Whereas, you know, Janelle Davis doesn't have, you know, nearly uh, the type of game that he's normally accustomed to. 
and it wasn't even a game. After about six, eight minutes, I felt like Liberty was just playing uphill the entire, the entire night. Uh, to me, they're so deep. Um, they, they play uh, differently depending on who their center is. And, you know, Golden, he's just not – He's not a mid-major center. He's just not. He's a high-major center, and he's, there's nothing you can do. And, and they didn't choose to double him for a long time and, and consequently paid the price. Goodman, takeaways from FAU's performance. I mean, you you had Elijah Martin. You, you'll see this in an interview we have with him later. You had him as a preseason All-American, and you, you didn't feel great about that after the first three games of the year. But I knew, you know, like, like Matt said, we knew he was out too much. I, I think a lot of people didn't realize how much time he missed because of the stress reaction. And, uh, again, it took time and, and his, his rhythm and his timing and all that to come back and even maybe a little bit of confidence. Um, but I, I feel like I don't know if there's five guards, scoring guards I would take in the country over Elijah Martin. I, I don't think there are. I mean, again, Mac, you saw him for the first time tonight. He's physical. He's tough as shit. He can shoot it from deep. He can get to the basket. Right. He's shifty. He guards. He's not. And none of the guys. The, the, the biggest thing when you watch this team is, like, none of them are out for their numbers. Yeah. None of them. Like, somehow Dusty has got this team to whereas they absolutely buy into the fact that, that it's about winning over anything personal, which is hard to do when you've got two kids that were close – enough to thinking about leaving for the NBA last year. Yeah, well, I tell, think, tell I, like, I think a huge play in the game, John L. Davis drives down the lane. He doesn't have a field goal in the game. Doesn't have a field goal. You're talking about a guy that's on draft boards. Doesn't have a field goal. He drives down the lane. He misses a layup. He gets his own rebound. And what does he do? He doesn't force it up at the basket, which he could have because he may be frustrated with his game, his numbers, all that. He kicks it out to Greenlee. Greenlee drills a three. He couldn't have been any happier after the game. It's amazing, we just saw right? him. We, we saw him at yeah. dinner. Yeah. He was smiling, laughing, came over, said hello, not worried about his numbers. He's not looking at his phone, seeing who texted him and, you know, why didn't you do this or, you know, a, a family member that's upset because he didn't get his – he doesn't care. His team won, and he's having fun. He's having playing the game. And to me, you know, for NBA GMs and assistant GMs, you're seeing – and Elijah Martin struggled early in the year, acted the same way. Acted the exact, still running the floor, still playing really, really hard. Man, how's it? How are these guys reacting? May, when maybe not going well for them? And you know, John L. Davis, he didn't have his best night offensively. Yeah. But you look at the plus-minus. What was he plus twenty in the game? And <laughs> high-fiving everyone, and laughing and smiling. Came over after the game and said hello to us. Yeah. I mean, that just that just speaks to why this team is so special. I just give it's you because they're unselfish. I'll just give you two more examples. I mean, Nick Boyd's not even playing. And he's over there cheering on the team for the entire 40 minutes. And then there was a play that, that was deep in the second half. You remember Elijah Martin had a layup. He literally had the ball right at the rim and passed the last second to Golden. He dunks the ball. And it's like – They're happy for each other. Maybe, maybe to They're an outsider it's not happy. a big play. But, like, he didn't have to do that. He could have added two more points to his total. And to do that, I just sort of – I think it speaks to how those kids feel about one another and how they're playing. You know what I figured out, I think, that this team and this group was special was, was at the Final Four last year, and, and they lose in that heartbreaker to San Diego State. And you go in the locker room after the game, and they're saying, we're, we're definitely coming back. And, and I looked at them all, especially Elijah and Janelle, and I said, listen, guys, chill, because I've seen this happen before. And, and, and it's one of those things where you make a quick, in rash, in-the-moment decision. I said – you know, I'll call you in a day or two. And, and let me – no, no, we don't need a day or two. Like, this is 100%. We are not going anywhere. And they meant it. Like, they meant it. They are loyal. They understand the value of winning and how winning has translated into people knowing who the hell they are. Because it's not just – and we talked about this with Elijah. It's not just that they are walking into a winning program here, right? You can talk about, like – building teams you could talk about building legacies they've built this and and what we saw at FEU tonight and I don't know how you guys feel about it this was as good of an atmosphere as you're going to find outside of like Cameron Indoor Stadium or Fog Allen Fieldhouse like outside of that like top 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 tier of the sport I mean it was loud there were students all over here we had a a beer man coming over here he offered (laughs) us beer sitting at our desk over here I wish I would have taken one but I, I mean 
that's not what this was. McCall, you could speak to this from experience. That not, That's not what this was as recently as like last January. Earlier in 2023, it was not at this level. Yeah, I think, you know, and even if you talk to, to Dusty May, just in terms of, you know, when he took the job and, and we were, he was, he's still here, by the way. We just saw him. He came out of his office. He's still in there watching tape, trying to get ready for the next one. But, you know, I, I think you said there was maybe 100 people at the first game. You know, I was here for a, a pocket of success. We, we won the league in 20, you know, uh, 2010. Ray Taylor, Greg Gant, Shavar Richardson, rest in peace. We had a really good team. Jordan McCoy had a lot of good players. Brett Royster, um, you know, and, and was fortunate enough to win the league. And we'd get the lower bowl full if we were playing on ESPN, but not like it is now. And when you have an historic run, it creates excitement. I've said this all year. There has not been this level of buzz about basketball in South Florida since LeBron James was with the Miami Heat. Yeah. When LeBron James was with the Miami Heat, South Florida was buzzing. But when he left, I mean, you watch Heat games now, there's not a ton of people. There's not a lot of buzz. There's a buzz in this building when you come to games. And it's fun. It's I tell people all the time, you get a chance to come to a game in here, you got to do it because it's fun. You're going to enjoy the atmosphere, and you're going to enjoy watching this brand of basketball. They're, they're Unselfishness, the way they play, the way they, right. the way they yeah. cheer for each other. Yeah. That's fun to watch. It, you know, whether you like basketball or don't like basketball, you, you'll enjoy coming to and watch this score. Team. They score a ton of points because yeah. they have everybody in their team, it feels like, can put it on the deck and make a play. Everybody. I mean, they're, they're just – again, you can get into it. I could talk about this team all day on and off the court. Like, on and off the court, from the coach down to their players. Like, how much would you love, just after talking to John L. Davis for a little bit? Yeah, just – Like, and, you and just and see it. You, you know, Matt said it before. Just so, like, yes. incredibly impressive that he, he goes over on the box score. Yeah. You, you would not know it if you didn't come to the game. No. You know, smiling. You would have thought he got 20. He's talking about his, you know, roommates, yes. his teammates. And uh, you, can, you can just tell that he really enjoys his experience and sort of rubs off on all the guys. Yeah, my uh, my favorite thing was that he was talking about living with Nick Boyd and Elijah Martin. They've been together for four years. Like they've been in the same, well, not the three. same apartment. Three years, but they, right? They roomed together. This is year four, right? Year three, whatever it is. Since they've been in college, they've been yeah. rooming together. I'm not great at math, Grimmin. Don't don't make fun of me. All right. <laughs> the most impressive thing to me about this performance tonight from FAU was the way that they made Liberty look, because that is a top. 40 top 50 basketball team in America. That is a team that is good enough to deserve an at-large bid to the tournament and a team that is good enough to win a game, maybe two in the NCAA tournament if they get there. Goodman, what were your takeaways from Liberty? What, what, what do you, how do you feel about Richie McKay's team, the squad that he has here? Because there's a real chance, even after losing this game, they can go like 30-3. and three in yeah, the It's, it's not fair to compare them to, to this FAU team. I mean, that's, that's my takeaway is they're not in the same league. Mm-hmm. They're just not, and that's not a knock on Liberty. That's more a, a, a statement on how good FAU is. They're not a mid-major. We saw that last year with the Final Four run, but sometimes teams get a little fluky. There's no fluke about that run. Zero. And games like this, you know, will help Liberty. They'll become better because of it. You know, when you play against a team like that and, and sort of exposes you and you figure out, like, hey, what we need to do to get better, it's only going to propel you to get better and it's going to keep those guys motivated. So, hard lesson on Thursday night, but but one that will help, I think, down the line. Yeah, Mac, you, uh, McCall, you have about 15 I seconds t- here. T- totally agree. I mean, th- this game will help Liberty going forward. But credit, I mean, I thought FAU's defense was phenomenal. I mean, Liberty were like, hey, they got to make threes to have a chance. And every single time they had even a crack, the space was there to take it away. And you got to credit FAU's defense. It's not a great matchup. And when you go on the road to a top 15 team in America, you're not going to win those games too often. Listen, we are going to hear from Elijah Martin. We're going to hear from Vlad Golden, which might have been my favorite interview of the entire season to date coming up next. Are you a college basketball junkie? Are you the kind of fan that gets frustrated that this beautiful sport has such a lack of national coverage outside of the month of March? Well, let me tell you about the Field of 68, an all-encompassing digital network podcasts, live streams, and newsletters that cover the sport at every level on every platform. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, the only way to keep up with college basketball is through the field of 68. 
in the first field of 68 tip-off. Three of the preeminent mid-major programs in the country. Three of the best coaches. November 30th, Liberty versus FAU. December 1st, Liberty versus Charleston. December 2nd, Charleston versus FAU. Three up-and-coming programs come together in a very, very creative entity. There's a reason we're called the Field of 68, right? We want to cover all of college basketball. We are calling it the Field of 68 tip-off. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Thursday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live from the Field of 68 tip-off. It was the inaugural game of our inaugural event that's going to be going on for the next three years. Liberty, Charleston, FAU. This year it is in Boca Raton. Next year it's going to be in our city, Charleston. Uh, in 2025 we are going to be heading to Lynchburg. Three games, Tell three days, three really cities. You're Three years. Eyes light up. <laughs> food. <laughs> What's I mean, wrong with South food. Florida? We got better food in Charleston. You haven't, you haven't been in the right restaurants. All right, well, give me some spots. He's got a point there. Um, listen, we are live from Eleanor R. Baldwin Arena. I got it better Great that job. time. Uh, and earlier today, after the win that FAU had over Liberty, we were able to catch up with Vlad Golden. I teased this before. One of my favorite interviews we've done ever on the field of 68. You're going to find out why he's mad at Matt McCall. <laughs> and now let me welcome on to the field of 68 after dark. Vlad Golden, fresh off of scoring 18 points, grabbing seven boards, seven for nine from the field. Yeah, you can trust me. It's like right there in the box. At it. Yeah, you can, they're looking. <laughs> it's like, hell of a performance, man. Hell of a win. The, you were the star of the inaugural field of 68 tip-off. Is that is that going to go on your uh, your Wikipedia page? Like, is that going to go up on the uh, the bedroom wall? I don't know who does it, but if they can put it on, I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it by myself. So <laughs> this award's a lot more impressive than the the barstool classic one. Okay, That's we right. know we know you, you took go. the NBA <laughs> away from that, but this one's this was better. Vlad, j just this team, and I want to talk about the front court in particular right now because Front you court, uh, well you and it, you and Giancarlo yeah fives. and it's you start the game he comes in nobody misses a beat you playing down on the block he comes in plays on a perimeter that's really hard for teams to prepare for both of you guys just talk about the relationship that you and have you and him have and just the one-two punch that you guys have at that five spot I mean we, we've been playing together like for three years unfortunately we didn't play like together at the same time even that we both loved it <laughs> but coach man has different <laughs> reality so I guess I just have to adapt to that but I love playing with that guy and I love that link when I'm getting tired when I have to stop out he's he can go and like keep playing on a high high level so I I love that like I love that all right I, I want to know tell me what the locker room was like after the Bryant loss 
very, very disappointed. But first, in the first, like, we were disappointed in ourselves. The way how we, it wasn't best look for us. Like, the Brian beat us, all credit to them. But we beat us ourselves as well. There was like multiple effort to, to lose that game. Were you looking past them, do you think? Or did you not come out as focused? I felt great that day. I thought like, <laughs> oh my God, my legs fresh. Yeah. And usually it's not a good sign when I feel too good. <laughs> <laughs> Might not have been a great sign then. So do you think that, that kind of refocused you guys a little bit and, and showed oh. you that, hey, you know what? We can't look past anybody no matter what we did last year? 100%. Like, I've been talking way before that, that yes, we win some games, but you learn way more when you lose games. And that's probably like, Many people don't want to like accept that reality that you have to lose the game in order to earn more more knowledge. So what did you what did you take out of that loss? Because since then you've won four in a row, right? You've reeled off some really impressive wins against good teams. Liberty, that is a good team. Virginia Tech, that is a good team. Texas A&M, that's a good team. What changed coming out of that loss? I mean, we have won 20 in a row before, so yeah. we kind of know <laughs> how to do that, but. We just, we just understand that it's one game at a time, and you never like. It's a college basketball. You 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 watch games, and there is upset by upset. Like every single time, like there is a team upset, ranked team. What what it says to you? It says mm -hmm. that you cannot get relaxed, and mm -hmm. you're. I'm not sure if I can say it. <laughs> you can get relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Your development as a player. Like the confidence you have when the ball comes into you in the block, left left jump hook, right jump, doesn't matter. You have a certain level of confidence about yourself. Like Just talk about your development, especially being here at FAU. There he is. <laughs> you want to get into questions, Janelle? You, know? you want to get yeah. anything? Yeah. No, no, he's going to get you one. He's oh, get oh, you oh. One. What do you got for the big guy? No, I ain't got nothing. He's a good big guy right here, man. big Listen, hard to argue with that. Hard to argue, hard to argue with that. Listen, one thing, I, and I know you finish answering that in a second, okay. but but that dude to have a smile on his face after having a two-point night tonight, you wouldn't know if he if he went for two or 20 based on how he came off the floor. How? What does that say about this team and kind of the, the camaraderie, the chemistry you guys have? I'll say what it says about him. It says, like, he's a great player. If he can play... 27, 28 minutes, and be plus 19 in a game. What does that say to you? Impact. And he scored two, two yeah, points. Yeah. What it means? He makes like uh, us, me, everybody better on the team. So I love this guy. So it's there's nothing awesome. to sell. That's awesome. All right, go back to his question. Which Just your development as a player, man. The confidence you have right now, even even going back from last year to this year, that ball comes to you in the post. They better double team you. <laughs> I mean, they did it a couple times, not this game, but the game before. I mean, we work on that, and I know what works, and that's probably, like, we talked with coaching staff, what do I have to do, like, because year, two years ago, especially a year ago, I started getting a little bit better, but I didn't know what I can do best. I just tried to a little bit, like, do everything. I tried to, like, oh, what am I going to do next? Huh. And now I just try to play like I can do this like it works Glad this was one of the the most entertaining <laughs> environments one of the loudest environments that I've been in in college basketball this season if we came here a year ago today right last November how much of a difference is it right now versus what it was back then and how much more fun is it to play in this building when it's like that I believe my first game was Saturday Saturday mural of the day and I was very, very, very surprised by the 15 people in the crowd. <laughs> a little different than Lubbock? I mean, I, I was in Lubbock during the COVID year, so. Oh, right, right. But it still was a little bit more people. Even at like <laughs> times, 10 times. I don't know, I'm not good in the mouth, but. <laughs> but now it looks amazing. You go play, and it, you feel good that people want what they want to watch you. And it's like, to me, it's it worth more than winning games. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Winning games is a better setup. Yeah. Well, listen, Vlad, 
Great win today. Thank a you. lot of fun to watch you guys play. A lot of fun to be in this building. And congratulations yeah. on being the star of the night in the first field of 68 tip-off game. We're giving it go. to you. Oh, we're oh, giving it to you. We have somebody who scores No, points. we're giving it to you. <laughs> <laughs>
we go out here and play together. Don't care who get the shot. Don't care who uh, um, score the most or whatever. Don't care about the cameras, none of that. I mean, it's what we built here. You like these cameras, though, right? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's what we built here. And then, like, also realizing that the grass is not always greener on the other side. You know, even though they say you're going to give you this much amount, you get there, you don't get it. You know, I'm just not looking for uh, uh, a different school to play for, you know, because I got everything we want here. Mm -hmm. You're, you guys have a culture of celebrating each other's success. So, and early on in this season, you're trying to get back. You're trying to get healthy. And I was in here for a game, the first home game you had against Eastern Michigan, and you were struggling to find your rhythm. Mm -hmm. But yet you still sprinted the floor every single time, and it didn't matter who was getting the basket. You were high-fiving, cheering. John L. Davis tonight, he's the one over here laughing, joking around with Vlad Golden. He doesn't have a field goal. Talk about just – that's the culture you guys have created. It doesn't matter who's scoring the points. You guys just want to have fun, play basketball, and celebrate each other. Yep. I mean, we know what it takes to win, you know, and um, having bad attitudes. If you you not got all the points and, and stuff like that, that, that's contagious. You know, we can't let that spread to this group because we know what we got. We got something special here, and we're trying to keep it. How, how driven are you right now by winning the whole thing? Because, again, getting the Final Four – that's one thing that people didn't think you'd ever have a chance to do. But sure. coming back and, and keeping this group together, how how much are you just, like, absolutely thinking about it all the time? I try not to think about it because I want to stay in the moment, you know, as, as much as I can. But now, now knowing that it's possible. Yeah. So, I mean, and then we can't, can't just jump into April. You know, we got to stay. Get better. Yes, yeah. sir, in November. And uh, going into December, so I mean, just gotta stay focused, stay locked in, one game at a time, and then we'll look up and we're right there. I think you said something interesting earlier. Um, I forget which question you were answering, but you said that this is something that you guys have built. And I mean, McCall can attest to this, right? If you, if we came here at this time last year, it would not have been the same environment that we walked into. Like this was one of the best environments I've been to this season, right? Talking about is the fans' perspective? Yeah, just the the building, what we're walking into, this this environment, this event, the the crowd that you have, the student mm -hmm. section that you have. It's loud in here. Yeah, it's super loud. I mean, how, how much of that? But you, do you feel like you have ownership over that? Because that wasn't here before you guys made that a thing, right? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say ownership. Um, we definitely appreciate the fans because you know um, they they play a part in the game as well. They get us going. You know, we, we come out, we see them on their feet the whole time, cheering us on. That just that, that gets the juice going. So, I mean, definitely got to pay homage to them because uh, without them it wouldn't be as fun, <laughs> honestly. I want to go back to the Texas A&M game. Okay. And I don't want to mention names. But there was plays early in that game. <laughs> I know you know. Okay. <laughs> there was plays early in that game, and it – Got a little mouthy on both sides. And all of a sudden, I'm watching that game, and I said, don't poke him because he's about to wake up. And that's exactly what happened. When it's it started to get a little chippy, you woke up in a big way, man, and just you could see your competitive juices started flowing. He hasn't gone to sleep since. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. For sure. I mean, I love that part of the game. I do, honestly. Um, but at the same time, you got to keep it respectful. Uh, trash talking it always make the game more competitive. Uh, I hear you. Because if you're saying some some junk to me, I'm trying to shut you down. You know, <laughs> and, you did. And, that, and that's that's going and that's going that's going to make yeah. me play harder, play smarter, and like to give me something to say. You know, so I, I love it. I love that part of the game. How does it feel to to look like and play like Elijah Martin again? Because <laughs> the first few games, I'm not gonna lie. I know. I know. I was like, man, I put this kid as a preseason All-American. What did I do here? Come I'm on, getting killed. Get healthy. I, well, I picked St. Mary's to go to the Final Four. Yeah. That doesn't look good. I'm like, you better make me look good here, and you have. I mean, you've been unbelievable the last three games, but you missed two months in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, just got to thank God, man, because as a, as a competitor, you want it now, you know, and just, I just had to stay patient. I knew it was going to click. I didn't think it was going to be this early, but thank God it did because 
you know, uh, it was it was tough. It was tough, you know, and to stay positive through it all, you know, it just shows how much character I have, you know. So you got to thank God. All right, so you got some NIL money now, right? We got a couple basketballs right here. How much would you be willing to throw down to see Jeff Goodman step out there and try to shoot a three-pointer? I didn't say try to make a three-pointer. I said try to shoot a three-pointer. Listen, Ooh. all I got to say is look at my elbow and, and tell me if I can shoot right now. Okay? Oh, my elbow's my about to Now, you're saying you're hurt? You're, you're hurt? Yeah, oh, you're, you're, you're just making fun of him for being hurt. I'll go first couple games. He was hurt. Now, all of a sudden, you're saying you're listen, hurt. He, he bet me half the company. <laughs> listen, listen. He bet me half the company that I can't throw a football 40 yards. You can what be, happened, though? That's what I happened dove. when he tried to throw a football 40 yards, that elbow right no, there. No, no, I did that since. I'm, I'm good. I can still throw a football 40 yards tomorrow. Okay. We'll do it tomorrow. All right. 40 yards I tomorrow. I need a video right over here. I need a video. Yeah, yeah, you come out. You can go come out with us. We can go to the park a lot. All right, done. <laughs> done. We got a football locker room. Yeah, we're doing this tomorrow. 40 so yards. Listen, Elijah Martin, congrats on the win. Congrats on all your success. And uh, don't let this be the end of it, man. Yes, sir. Keep rising. Thank you guys for having me. 68. That was Elijah Martin. He had 20 points tonight. He finally looks like himself. Uh, and I think that that raises the ceiling for what this Florida Atlantic team can be. So let's talk about it. Goodman, what is the ceiling for Florida Atlantic this year? Can they get over the hump, get to a national title game, win a national title? Hump. That's amazing. Right. Over the, the hump. They get over, they got over the hump. They got over the hump. They got to get over. Hey, come on. <laughs> A lot of pressure on Dusty. A lot of pressure on Dusty. They can get that. Get the monkey. Get the monkey off his back. We got 20 seconds. Good. Give me a minute. Let's get Dusty. Hey, 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 Dusty. How does it feel to be in the hot seat, Dusty? Oh my gosh. All right. Look, I think we all agree that Florida Atlantic can get back to a Final Four if things break the right way in the tournament for them. Right? Right? Yes. They're very, very good. They can win the whole damn thing. They can win the whole damn. Thing. When we get back, we're going to talk Poor about Dustin. five more teams that can win the whole damn thing, the Blue Bloods. <laughs> As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68 each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When crossing state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Welcome back to the Thursday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark Live from Eleanor R. Baldwin Arena here in Boca Raton, Florida. We got two more nights of this. Yeah, number 13 uh, Florida Atlantic just took down, uh, well, not just, about three hours ago, (laughs) took down Liberty 83 to 58. Uh, We talked about that for the last 30 minutes. So if you want to hear everything Florida Atlantic and Liberty, just scroll back on that YouTube slider right there. You'll be able to hear all about it. Right now, I want to ask you guys about the Blue Bloods because there's been a lot of big games that have happened over the course of the last three days. So, McCall, I want to start with this. We just saw Kentucky take down Miami, beat them by 22 in Rupp Arena. We also saw North Carolina put up 100 points against the then number one team on Kempom in terms of adjusted defensive efficiency. Who were you more impressed by in the last two days? Was it Kentucky? Was it North Carolina? 
I mean, I'm, I'm very impressed with Kentucky. I think with the young guards, how they're playing, to be able to do that against veteran guards in terms of Miami. But, you know, there was a lot of heat on Hubert Davis coming into this season. And how would he respond going to, you know, the Final Four his first year taking over the program and kind of last year, obviously you could see there were some chemistry issues and all that. And now to have them playing at the level that they're playing at, I think it's unbelievable and I think it's impressive and I think it just goes to show you, you know, it's all about fit. It's all about the guys that you have in your life. And not to mean if you remove somebody from your team that they're the problem, but maybe they're just not the right fit for your program and where you're at right now. So, uh, but I, I, Kentucky's a lot of fun to watch. I love the floor spacing, how they're playing, and they're still without, you know, seven-footers that could really help their team, which I think is important. You know, especially once they get into SEC play to, to get those guys back out there. Um, but, man, those guards are, are fun to watch. Yeah, I was impressed with both of them. I think, you know, Kentucky's still an incomplete team. I mean, the fact that they don't have their centers playing, uh, I don't know if Big Z is ever going to be eligible yeah, or not. I, I mean, he's uh, so far behind It sounds like too. Bradshaw is already practicing right He'll around be back. the corner. He could be back next and, game. You know, I just think the jump they made from when they played Kansas, to, and I know it was a home game, to play mm-hmm. Miami, who's got so much experience uh, on the perimeter, it, it wasn't even a game in the second half. And then I, I wouldn't have guessed in a million years that Carolina could score that many points on a Tennessee team. Mm-hmm. Just, yep. you know, Tennessee can't score, um, but they can defend. And to score 100 points, I mean, it, this isn't a guarantee game. It isn't a bye game. That was impressive. Has it changed the way that you view either of these teams? Goodman, I, I know we thought – we thought North Carolina was going to be good coming into the Better. season. Better. And we thought we, – we all recognized what Kentucky's ceiling was this year, regardless of whether or not we believed they were going to be able to get there. We saw the talent on the roster knew what they could be. Does this change the way that you view what their season can be and where you want to put the expectations for them? I'm, I'm so much more shocked by what Kentucky's done than what Carolina's done. It's not even close for me. Think about this. Kentucky leads the country right now in, in assists to turnover ratio. Kentucky, a group of freshman-laden players. Antonio Reeves, who's never been anything more than a one-dimensional shooter for the most part uh, at Kentucky. And your boy, Trey Mitchell, right? A late addition. Well, no, he's your boy. You recruited him. You coached him at UMass. I'm saying that in a positive way that I think you helped develop Trey Mitchell. He had stability with you. After that, he jumped around all over the place. But he's found another home now. And I really do think what this Kentucky team has done, and I think, honestly, Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham have well, been unbelievable. Willing to come off the bench. Yes. Willing to come off the bench. Yeah, Dillingham. Like, think about yes. that. Here's what it is about Kentucky. And, and you, we can talk about guys coming off the bench. We can talk about accepting roles. We can talk about Reed Shepard. We can talk about whatever we want to talk about. I got their Ken Palm page up right here. Three-point attempt rate, which basically means the number of your field goals that come from beyond the arc versus inside the arc. Cal was 330th last year. Kentucky was 351st the year before that. 292, 350, 341, 344. They never shot threes. They played like a 1980s offense. You know where they are right now? They're 81st nationally. More than 40% of their field goal attempts are coming from beyond the arc. And you know how well they're shooting them back? You want to read that number? Can you see it right there? I really can't see it. 43% from beyond the arc, fourth nationally. Did you ever see – I mean, you know that Kentucky program. You know Cal. Did you see this coming from him? I don't say I didn't see it coming, but it's not historically who they've been. Um, But, man, they got some special guards. And we were talking before we were on the show, you know, Dillingham, I mean, he he can get a shot off anytime he wants and always looks like he's uh, under control in the shot that he gets. You know, Reed uh, Shepard, who we recruited, which was probably the – Probably the dumbest thing I could have done as a head coach is recruit somebody. <laughs> you weren't going to get him. parents right. were going to – I kept telling my assistant, I said, listen, his parents went to the U.K., we got no shot. But, um, <laughs> yeah, blame he, it on your assistants. He's, right? he's so – Blame so, it on your assistants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's so – I still gave it a college try. He's so under control and just uh, has such a great feel for the game. And, and uh, Did you see this coming from him, though? Like this level? We knew he was a good player. I did. This. I, and I, you know, not to act like Nostradamus, but I, I thought he was really good, you know, in high school. He dominated every AAU game I watched. He just he just was always comfortable with the ball. Nobody sped him up, and he's continued to play that same way now. Can we start calling him Max Stradamus now? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, too, like going back to the locker room and how important the locker room is and Cal kind of getting back to who he is and taking – 
you know, high-profile guys. He takes Trey Mitchell on a transfer. Trey Mitchell is a high-character basketball player. You know, never have to worry about him going to class. Never going to get along with every single one of his teammates. That's who he is as a person. As a Reeves, same thing. So now they don't have any issues in the locker room, and they've got really talented players. And the Ken Palm rating show it in terms of shooting the basketball you know what from I was a high three-point line. Here's what I was a little bit worried about. Okay, you added Trey Mitchell as late as you did, and Antonio Reeves – we kind of know he didn't want to be there for a minute, right. right? He was taking classes at Illinois State. So I just kind of worried about that part. And then I worried my biggest question with a freshman was how was Wagner and Dillingham going to work together? Because I felt like they were ball dominant. I, I didn't see Dillingham being this efficient. And, and I still want to see it over the yeah, course totally. of the year. It's only six or seven games so far. But, man, he has been so impressive with his efficiency because – he wasn't that way on the circuit at all. So give him credit. I don't know if it was coming off the bench that maybe that that's kind of the way Calipari's been able to get him. Well, you know what it is? You know what it is? If Robert Dillingham is going to find a way to make a career for himself in the NBA, it is this role that he's playing right now. It is probably going to be like a instant offense. He could pass microwave. it, though. He's yeah. passed the shit out of it so far. Like, he has been awesome in almost every phase of the game. Reed Shepard has been awesome in every phase of the game. Like, there are freshmen that have not played like freshmen. Right. All right, so I got a question for you right now. Two on two, Kentucky starting guards, Antonio Reeves and Dewan Wagner against Robert Dillingham and Reed Shepard. Oh, man. 211, two on two and a half court. Who's winning? Who you got? I mean, I'm taking Dillingham over anybody on any team. <laughs> yeah, that, dude, that dude could probably play him one on two and still win that game. We'll like, him, he's just a bucket. He'd, he'd get the shots up. All right, I want to pivot to uh, to two other Blue Bloods that did not play quite as well. We saw Duke go into Bud Walton Arena. They, they lost by five. They were down by like 13 with two minutes left. Uh, Arkansas tried really, really hard to give that game back to them. They didn't do it. They held on to win. And then Villanova, after going to the Bahamas. So Villanova, had a, they lost at the Palestra to Penn by four. Then they beat Maryland by a million. Right? Then they go out and they win the, uh, the battle for Atlantis. The last game there, they're up by 35 on Memphis, and then they come home and they lose at home in Finneran Pavilion to St. Joe's, their biggest rivalry by 14 points. Mac, who are you more worried about, the Duke Blue Devils or the Villanova Wildcats? Well, I worry about both of them, but Villanova to me has just been very oddly Jekyll and Hyde. They, they've, they've never been this way. You know, you always sort of knew what you were going to get. And uh, it just seems just watching these first few games, you, you don't know what you're getting in Villanova. I thought, like, hey, they really turned the corner, right? They lose to Penn, and they go down to the Bahamas, and they just they roll. And so I'm thinking, okay, you're going to come back and continue. And then they, they lose at home to St. Joe's. And St. Joe's is a good team, but they're not the, uh, the ilk, in my opinion, of the teams they played in the Bahamas. Um, I think that's very, very perplexing. It's going to be interesting to see how they go <laughs> forward. Um, Duke, I – I've never been on the on the Duke bandwagon in terms of you know a lot of these guys. You're not a part of the brotherhood. No, I'm not a part of the brotherhood. <laughs> but I, I just I, I I don't know. I think something's missing. Um, I just uh, I think that Kentucky's got more talent. I just I'm not sold on Duke yet. I think you have two young head coaches that are in their second seasons at their respective jobs, and I think they took over really, really difficult and challenging <laughs> situations, taking over for legends. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I mean, similar. I think yeah. that's that's where their programs are at. You got two young guys that are still learning who they are, who the, who are they as leaders, as you know, how they're managing their staff, rosters, who can they coach, who can they recruit. It's different, man, when you slide over a seat. And they're both dealing with that at places that they were high-level assistants at. Um, but how about my man Billy Lang? And we were talking before this, okay, and I'm not trying to give the A-10 insider a plug here, but I am trying to give Do the it. A-10 yeah. insider a plug here. St. Joe's is good. They got dudes. And Reynolds is terrific. Oh, he's an NBA player. And talk, whoever hey, scheduled that him. game coming out of the Bahamas, I think I the person that scheduled that game – should be in trouble. You're scheduling against one of the better teams in the Atlantic 10 coming out of the Bahamas? Man, that's that's a tough – got to get the sun uh, screen off your layer a little bit and play somebody else. Man, it's Billy Lang and what he's doing at St. Joe's, I'm sure at some point he was on Goodman's hot seat. I know he threw him. No, he was. He was this year. And that's yeah. – well, you know, I've been on the hot Last seat of his year. hot seat. It's not a fun thing to be on. But, man, St. Joe's is good. And Reynolds can play pretty much anywhere in the country. But I think you've got two young head coaches that are still figuring out who they are. 
Mm -hmm. We talk about the other blue bloods. I mean, you've got guys that are already in the Hall of Fame. You got these two guys that are in their second year in their job. It's I think that's I'll give something you that. to be said for that. I'll give you that with the coaches, but I'm gonna give you it even more that neither one has a really good point guard situation right now. And and we'll start with Villanova. They they don't I mean, Kyle Neptune had no point guard last year, and this year we thought he he'd have one. Honestly, he, he really doesn't have one again. Mark Armstrong's a backup right now. He's a backup, and Justin Moore is not a point guard. So it's hard to win. And you guys can speak to this. I actually really want to hear both your opinions on this. I'll, I'll talk about Proctor next, and then you can weigh in on how hard it is to win without a high-level point guard. Tyrese Proctor, we thought, would be the answer. We thought, it's like, not. Filipowski and Proctor, we didn't have to worry at all. This dude, I blame him for all of it. He started it in the offseason. Tyrese Proctor, first-team All-American. And, and for some reason, I listened to this jackass. <laughs> But but Proctor has been underwhelming, and Look, that's being kind so far. The, the talent is, is there. there. You it's can there. see the talent yeah. there. Yeah. He just hasn't figured out how to take what he can do and actually use that to impact a basketball game. Because the talent's there. The ability's there. He can shoot it. He can come off ball screens. He can make the reads. He's six foot five. It just it doesn't – he gets open looks in uh, at Bud Walton Arena and shoots up air balls. Like, I just – how do you solve that? Is it just confidence? What is it? What do you do? It's confidence, but you got to have ball go in a little bit. You got to have some success, and uh, he had it can some change last quick, year. Can yeah, it? yeah, it can he's, he's, quick. he's talented enough for it to change. For sure. But can you win? Getting back to my point, without a high-level point guard situation these days, there's a ceiling in what you can do, I, isn't there? I think it depends on the rest of your roster. You know, I, I just think back to some of the Xavier teams that I had, and you know, there were some years where Edmund Sumner got hurt. You know, and when he yeah. got hurt halfway through the year, Quentin Gooden, a true freshman who was maybe playing eight to ten minutes a game prior to Edmund's injury, came in, and he had J.P. McCure around him, and he had Trayvon Blewett, and he had Sean O'Mara, and he had some other guys that could that could go and sort of help him, and so he was able to manage the game. You know, but uh, it's a lot easier when the guy you know running the show has been in your program, knows what you want and uh, is able to lead guys. I to totally agree. I mean, I'm, I'll just go back to what we watched tonight, you know, in terms of the guards that are out here on, on the floor. I mean, you know, who's the point guard? Is it Greenlee? Is it Gaffney? We, you know, you, you never really know because there's so many different guys out there that can come off ball screens and make the right play, and they're unselfish. So I think it's still early for him. I think you got to still give him a little bit of time. But obviously inching towards, you know, conference play. He's definitely got to figure it out. Uh, figure it out. He's got to get to the point where he is a killer for Duke to be at their best. Listen, the blue blood we haven't talked about yet, Kansas, they take on UConn, previewing that next. Are you a college basketball junkie? Are you the kind of fan that gets frustrated that this beautiful sport has such a lack of national coverage outside of the month of March? Well, let me tell you about the Field of 68, an all-encompassing digital network podcasts, live streams and newsletters that cover the sport at every level on every platform from the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. The only way to keep up with college basketball is through the field of 68. In the first field of 68 tip off three of the preeminent mid major programs in the country, three of the best coaches, November 30th, Liberty versus FAU, December 1st, Liberty versus Charleston, December 2nd, Charleston versus FAU. Three up and coming programs come together in a very, very creative entity. There's a reason we're called the field of 68, right? We want to cover all of college basketball. We are calling it the field of 68 tip off. Welcome back to the Thursday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live at Eleanor R. Baldwin Arena. I got that one perfect this time, guys. You can't even make Thank fun you. of me for it. Uh, in Boca Raton, FAU, Liberty, in the inaugural game of the inaugural year of the Field of 68 tip-off. 
Guys, this is where we got to talk about Vaulted. Vaulted is an app that allows you to participate in daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. It is the place that you can store your own predictions forever. And by using the Vaulted Challenge feature, you can prove that you're smarter than your friends and your enemies. So go download the Vaulted app. That's V-L-T-E-D for free. Challenge your friends, store your predictions, and join daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. Goodman, UConn, Kansas. At the Fog, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. We'll be live on After Dark right after that game ends. Right here, live from Eleanor R. Baldwin Arena in Boca Raton. My challenge to you over on Vaulted is that UConn is going to go into the Fog and walk out of there with a W. Do you accept my challenge? 94.8. Do you know what number that is? That's Bill Self's winning percentage in that building. 94.8%. That's also the percentage of calls that Bill Self gets from the referees when he's in no, that No, it's actually, somebody put that out there. It's actually a lower number than you would think. That's at, fake news. At, at Kansas compared to Kentucky. That's, I, it I was know, fake news? I know what fake news is. I, yeah, that was Kentucky and Carolina were much higher. They were in like in the 80s in terms of uh, getting more fouls than their opponents in, in per game. Um, I, I'm going to go with Kansas just because, again, I, I wouldn't be stupid enough to bet against Bill Self at, at Allen Fieldhouse. Like, like, why would you be that dumb? I mean, you might be that dumb, but I'm going to be most that dumb. human beings yeah. aren't that dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, UConn's going to go in there and get a W. Max got my back. Come on, back me up. You know, I, I like UConn a lot. Um, I tell you, <laughs> I, I do. I do. I do. Oh, no. That, that, that place is, uh, is, I mean, it's a funeral march for a lot of programs to go in and, and try to play Kansas at home. But, um, what about programs that have won five you. national I'll, titles I'll in the last you. 24 right. seasons? Defending champions <laughs> are going to go in there tomorrow night, and they're going to come away with a win. There we go. What do you got, McCall? You're going to put me on a spot like that after, after – I, 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 again, it's 94%. <laughs> I was in there one time. We were up 17 in the second half at the University of Florida in 2014. Up 17. How many free throws did they get in the, in the second half? Minutes? All of a sudden, that rock chalk Jayhawk KU <laughs> chance start coming in. And we, we lose the game. I just, you know, if the game was on a neutral site, yeah. if the game was obviously at UConn, I think, you know, they're playing better or as good as anyone in the country right now. But there's something a little different in that you can never You can never trust these guys that bet on the small home dogs. <laughs> oh, it's a lock to win. They're playing at home, small home dogs. Watch out for Johnny Furphy. I'll Tomorrow be watching. Night. Just telling you. I'll be watching. I'll be watching. All right. Um, so, toast of the night. We are here, Field of 68 tip-off. Let's just roll right on down through the line. Goodman, who was your toast of the night tonight? I think it's us. <laughs> I'm toasting us. I'm toasting us. We're here. We're at FAU. Eleanor Roosevelt. R. Jim, R. Whatever it is. Eleanor, 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 Eleanor Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Eleanor, Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> no, like, we're, listen, we got to see a great atmosphere and, and a team that, honestly, I don't want to take for granted because you see enough teams in college basketball and you walk away being like, yeah, they're pretty good. Like, yeah, they're kind of fun to watch. Like, this team is so much fun to watch in every way imaginable, on the court, off the court. They share. We've been through it. So, it's us. Didn't you take them out of your top 25 at one point? They lost season? to Bryant. You get out. Listen, you took them out. Damn right, you don't lose to Bryant. But you put them back in. Now are they in the top ten? No, they're like 18, 17. They'll get back after tonight. Yeah, they'll get back. All right. They'll move up. (laughs) I'm going to toast John L. Davis, man. 0 for 7 from the field and couldn't have been happier. And to see his interaction with us at dinner on the show with with Vlad, I I just, man, I want to toast him because he's got a lot of expectations on him. Everyone's talking about draft pick, NBA, this, that, and the other. Puts it, and he could not have been happier that his team won tonight. And so I want to toast him. I'm going to toast the coaches. You know, obviously, you know they Everywhere? had the, they every had, coach. No, the the three that are here: <laughs> the, the coach, coach McKay, coaches. Coach May, and Coach Kelsey. I thought it was um, just like coaches. You know, I, I know who the brainchild was behind this tournament, and it was probably more to this side of the table <laughs> than that. But those guys, you know. Um, you know, they, they came together for the right reason. It's always tough to schedule, especially when you have a year uh, like a lot of them did last year when they all win 30 games. You know, nobody's going to play you. And so they're uh, smart enough and, and uh, to do it for three years, I think feather in their cap, man. Awesome. It was are a great we, Are we going to, by the way, before he does his toast, are we going to get some good 
Pat Kelsey stories because we, we worked with Kelsey. Pat Kelsey yeah. So we're going to get oh, some yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Tease yeah. that. Let's do it. Here's, yeah. here's one of the teases that I'll give you. There's an NBA Hall of Famer that Mack and Kelsey claim that every day in practice when they were, I think you were GAs? Were you GAs at the Come time? Oh man, I was an assistant coach. You were assistant coach. Lit <laughs> them up in practice. I'm going with Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. My toast, my toast is going to go out to, uh, to Liberty, to Richie McKay, to, um, to Kyle Rowe, to everybody in that program. Because in order for this event to happen, those guys had to be willing to go on the road and play in this environment against the number 13 team in America, against the guy that everybody thinks is going to be the next great coach in college basketball. So for them to be willing to do that, and I don't want to say take that sacrifice because it's kind of a free hit, right? Like you, you lose yeah, this you're game, not it's going to boost up your numbers and, and whatever. But for them to be able to be willing to do that coming off of a 31 season, I think says a lot about that program and those guys there. So listen, this has been the Field of 68 After Dark live from Eleanor R. Uh, Eleanor R. Baldwin <laughs> Arena. The Borough. Roosevelt. Uh, head over, head over to Stadium's YouTube R. channel. Roosevelt. We're going to be live over there answering your questions for Last Call now. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.